0: Welcome to the Product Agility Podcast, the missing link between agile and product. The purpose of this podcast is to share practical tips, strategies, and stories from world class thought leaders and practitioners. Why, I hear you ask? Well, I want to increase your knowledge and your motivation to experiment so that together we can create ever more successful products. My name is Ben Maynard and I'm your host. What has driven me for the last decade to bridge the gap between agility and product is a deep-rooted belief that people and products evolving together can achieve mutual excellence. Now, this is one of a number of a few special episodes because I was fortunate enough to find myself at Lean Agile London 2023, surrounded by some brilliant speakers. I had my mic, I had my phone, I had a lot of coffee, and so I plucked up the courage to approach some of these awesome people and ask them to give us their talk in 10. I am here with Gilbert Shirazi, the opening keynote from day two of Lean Agile London 2023 uh, from the organisation Peace Through Prosperity.
1: Did I get that right? You did indeed. Thank you very much for having me with you here, Ben. It's been a fantastic two days, even though I haven't been able to enjoy all of it because I've had my day job, but it's been a fantastic two days listening to some inspiring speakers. I feel fortunate that for these two days at least this is my day job so it's
0: a, but a delight to get to be here enjoy the conference and to meet awesome people like yourself your talk this morning really hit people in the heart myself included as there was a strong message there some
1: fantastic ideas and I'd love it if you could give us your talk in 10. Absolutely firstly thank you very much for your kind words uh, essentially what what the talk was about was creating citizen delight Right. And, and it's a remix from something that Steve Denning said. And Steve Denning said that if our processes and our culture and our policies get in the way of creating customer satisfaction, that they must change. That, that kind of inspired me to have a light bulb moment. And, and I thought, well, because my thing is always about how do we take what we know about changing human behaviors, changing team behaviors, how people collaborate and be together in an organization and take it outside? of the organization and experiment with it in the world as opposed to the world of work. So what I always say is that let's look at changing the world that the work is done in as opposed to just focusing on the world of work. So for us, it's about, you know, uh, if, if things like, you know, if, if bureaucracy, if politics, if values, policies, culture, foreign policy, all of those things, domestic policies get in the way of creating citizen delight, then that must change. And Citizen Delight is essentially about providing, making sure that our entire community, which is 8 billion people on this tiny planet, have everything they need in order for them to succeed at being and bringing their best selves in their own communities, in their own lives. So thinking in the broadest possible systemic sense,
0: as much as a human mind can take on, we're talking about our global population and global citizens.
1: How are you achieving some of that? So to make it very real, it's about enabling individuals. Now, for us, something as simple as PDCA, right? Plan, do, check, act. For us, it's a simple thing that we, you know, subconsciously do because we're agile practitioners, because it's part of our craft. But for the majority of the people, majority of the 99%, it's an alien concept. But it's something that if we can get them to start doing it, which means that they can start creating transparency in their lives in front of them, start inspecting, and then with that, start adapting their life, their business, their, their relationships, then we can help them take a few steps in the right direction. So when we think about these people, we think about their businesses
0: or the products that they are creating, we're not talking about some of the things that maybe people
1: expect here. Am I right? Absolutely. So when we're talking about businesses, we're talking about micro entrepreneurs. We're talking about the guy who's uh, selling you know, bananas or fruits or snacks off a, uh, a street, street cart. We're talking about cobblers. We're talking about tailors who have tiny shops. We're talking about stylist, not stylist headdressers sitting on the side of a street or under a tree, be it in India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, Africa, or in the global south. It's those kind of businesses we're talking about. And when it comes to like, individuals, again, it's, it's here in Britain as well. It's about the homeless, the problems that we see with the homeless people. It's about people who are struggling to meet ends meet, uh, you know, meet, make ends meet. So, for instance, we've got And it's regretful and it's heart-wrenching that we have teachers and we have TAs and we have nurses who have to rely on food banks, right? That is just not acceptable. Now, what can we do as a community to help those people and activate them and enable them to do something about it themselves? So it's not about… You know, uh, it's, it's not about handing out fish, so to say, but it's about teaching them not just how to fish, but how to build the nets with which they are going to fish. So one, one of the, one of the things for me is every, every opportunity I get to talk to my own community, which is a community of lean and agile practitioners is to activate them and just get them to start thinking about what could I do in my community today, tomorrow, or next week. And it doesn't have to be massive. It just needs to be something really small. The smallest thing could be taking 10 minutes out, maybe once or twice a week, and having a conversation with your bin man, right? Just greeting the bin man, appreciating the fact that, hey, Colin, you're doing a fantastic job, mate, right? Just bigging them up so that they know that, hey, I respect you just as much for what you do, then I would respect one of my colleagues for doing, because that's being human. It's about taking a few minutes out, having a conversation with a homeless person, just you know, squatting next to them and having a conversation, and how's it going, mate? You know, and, and we know how it's going. It's rough and it's tough, right? And, and they're, 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 they're struggling. But just that fact that we take a few moments out, have a conversation, I'm a smoker, share a cigarette right, or buy them a sandwich or buy a coffee and have it with them and get them curious about their own potential. It's about enabling and activating people's inner desire to be more because we all want progress, right? The crackhead on the road, believe it or not, he also or she also wants progress. The CEOs that we end up, you know, coaching and mentoring, they also want progress. That's the common constant between all of us. It's about making the time to tap into it and having the conversations at the right level to get them to realize that if I wanted to change my world, I can because it's my world. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And I think it's surprising
0: for people because what you're saying isn't just go and talk to people about Kanban or Scrum, or well, the principles behind it. Although thinking about it, something always pops into my head. I wonder how much uh, food banks would do from a little bit of like lean manufacturing, kind of looking at stock levels yeah. and that kind of thing. That to one side. but What we're talking about basically here is just being a, a decent human being, right? Someone that you'd be happy to... Uh, someone that your kids can look up to, other kids can look up to and say there's a bit of a role model there's someone who's giving back to the, to the global system. And I'm going to ask something and you can totally... Pass on this one right but i'm guessing that all this hasn't just come from sitting on your ass and doing nothing right there's a personal journey or something that's happened to you to kind of infuse you so much in this endeavor like what what has kind of brought you to this junction then to have such a
1: to have peace with uh, free prosperity being such a driving force it's um I'm going to try and keep it short, but it, it has been a journey. For me, I, I found myself at the sharp end of marginalization when I was 11 years old. So because of a little box I belong in, in the eyes of the world, I was, I was punished for the day. And, and what I discovered that day was not just what it feels like to be at the sharp end of being marginalized or the sharp end of hate and bigotry, but also the power of community. Because when I was punished, I was detained for the whole day to look out at the stand and, and just stare at a wall. And I remember coming out and my friends being there and asking why this happened. And when I shared that and when I went home and shared it, the next day, it wasn't just my family that descended on the school. It was the parents of my friends who descended on the school and said, hey, there's, there's, there's something wrong here. And the headmaster was fired on the spot. So, so that was the beginning of the journey that you could say at a very early age that woke me up that, you know what, if something wrong is happening to you, you can go and talk to people about it. And regardless of what they look like, what they believe in, they will come together against injustice. And, and that's something that has stayed on with me throughout, you know, since I've been 11. That if you see something that is not just and it's transparent to you, you've inspected it, then you have a duty to do something about it. And, and, and over the years, I've been, I've been, have been an activist at heart since that day onwards. And, and you could say that kind of suits what I do now because that's what we do as lean and agile practitioners. We, we go and activate people. We go and mobilize communities. We go and inspire people to do things differently. And, and that is, been a uh, you could say it's it's a natural join it like it's hand in glove if i'm if yeah. that makes sense i think i think that makes sense yeah
0: <laughs> so i just ducked down name one of us a pause there so I don't, I don't edit these before they go out i just okay. pump them out and now everyone now everyone else knows that now just checking for time so we're, we're in the kind of closing minute i think that you are you're an inspiration for money i suspect you also piss some people off along the way oh yeah um, Who's your favorite person you've pissed off?
1: Oh, ah, there's a long list of people I've pissed off. You
0: um, would have to name names.
1: <laughs> what, was the, what was the context of the pissing off? So I, I, I recently, I'll go back, recently I pissed off someone in our community. Someone who's, who's, uh, who's at a guide level. Obviously, I'm not going to name names or, or nationalities. Yeah. And this individual, when I shared feedback with them, demonstrated a very fixed mindset, got uh, very aggressive with me in the face of that feedback. Mm-hmm. And and I had to remind them that, dude, uh, you're a guide, right? You need to live. You need to drink your own champagne. You need to eat your own dog food. So if you're getting feedback, then you've got two choices. You can say, thank you very much for your feedback and I'm not going to do anything with it, right? Because the circumstances don't allow it. And that inaction itself is adaptation, right? Or you can embrace the feedback as opposed to getting very emotional about it and in my face about it, right? So, and and look, when... When we make changes, we inadvertently will pe- rub people the wrong way. And for me, that's always a validation that I'm having the right conversation when I know that someone's really irked about what I'm talking about because, hey, people don't like change, mm. right? And, and if you have someone who's been, who's pissed off about what I'm trying to change, that just gives me more energy to continue those conversations and, and stay true to the path. Love it. thank you you so much
0: for this opportunity it's been great to get to know you a little bit more uh and maybe we'll get you on the podcast for a more long form episode at some point in the future i'd I'd love to be on
1: and it's been a pleasure meeting and talking to you ben thank you thank you
0: thank you very much for listening to this episode. I absolutely adore going to these conferences and Lean Agile London 2023 is probably one of the best conferences I've been to in a long, long time, virtual or in person. So thank you to the organisers for letting me be there and be part of it. If you want to know more about Lean Agile London 2023, then head to their website, leanagile.london. That will also be in the show notes. Now, if there is a conference that you think I should go to and do more of these talks in 10, then by all means, get me on social media. There's a way to contact me in the show notes. Let me know which one I should go to. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. I am Ben Maynard, and this is the Product Agility Podcast.